Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the People Processes podcast, where we dive into the issues, updates, and conversations that you need to hear about to scale and grow your business. My name is Rami Alijil, CEO of Poplar Financial, and I'm excited to have you here today. Today, we're going to be diving into the an HR update. We're going to be talking about New Jersey's paid family leave, the new nationally required employer chip notice in a, in a bunch of states anyway. We're going to look a little bit at minimum wage changes, and we're going to talk a little bit about workplace violence. Just give you a brief overview of what's going on in the HR world today. Before we go in, though, let me remind you that you can find my book, People Processes, How Your People Can Be Your Organization's Competitive Advantage, on Amazon.com right now. You can also go to peopleprocesses.com to subscribe and receive special subscriber-only content like our process organizer, onboarding checklists, and much, much more. Please also consider subscribing to the podcast on Apple iTunes, the Google Play Store, Stitcher, or whatever podcast player of your choice. We answer listener questions all the time. If you have any questions, you can find us on Instagram, Twitter, LinkedIn, and Facebook, all at Poplar Financial. Now, let's dive in. First up, a new law in New Jersey will expand the state's paid family leave program in a number of ways including doubling the number of weeks for family leave insurance and temporary disability coverage, raising the weekly benefit, increasing the amount of intermittent leave, allowing leave to care for additional family members, barring discrimination and retaliation against employees who take the leave, and permitting leave related to domestic and sexual violence. This is a pretty broad change to how the law in New Jersey will work for the state's paid family leave program. You should definitely do your research if you have any employees up there in New Jersey. Next up, an employer chip notice. This is a big one. Employers who sponsor group health plans in states that provide premium assistance under Medicaid or the Children's Health Insurance Program. So if your state has standard federal Medicaid or Children's Health Insurance Program, you now must furnish employees with an annual written notice informing them of the potential opportunities for premium assistance available in the state in which they reside. We have the sample notice requirement uh, right on our website at peopleprocesses.com. Download it, add it to your onboarding, add it to your benefits package, uh, allow it to be distributed in your HRIS if you have one, like you could get through Poplar Financial or wherever you have yours. But it's very important. Download the model notice, update it for your company, and make sure it gets out there. Uh, It's a bunch of different states. In fact, it's most of them, so you probably want to check that out. Another quick update. The minimum wage in Illinois will increase uh, from $8.25 per hour to $9.25 per hour starting January 1, 2020. So time to start researching and get ready for that. It'll go to uh, $10 on July 1, 2020, $11 on July, January 1, 2021, $12, $13, $14, so on, and $15 per hour on uh, January 1, 2025. So it's going to take a little while to get there, but it is going up immediately. Uh, keep in mind the minimum wage for employ- individuals under the age of 18 who have not worked more than 650 hours for the employer will also rise, but at a slower pace. There's some interesting things about tipped workers, and most importantly, there is a tax credit to help small businesses and nonprofit organizations offset the increased wages uh, that's included in this law as well. We have more information about that on our live HR platform, or you can always ask us questions if you want to know more. If you have employees in Illinois, it is time to take a look because your minimum wage is changing soon. And because there's a tax credit involved, you want to make sure you do everything you can to qualify for it. It is significant. Next up is Daylight Savings Time. Uh, This year, Daylight Savings Time is going to begin on Sunday, March 10 at 2 a.m. This is an important time. The clocks will be set forward one hour. 
if you have 24-hour shifts, this is important because shift workers who are on duty at that time will likely work one hour less, and paying them for a full shift may raise questions under the Fair Labor Standards Act, FLSA. So you need to be tracking by the hour worked, not by just the time passing on a clock. An additional hour of pay provided to an employee who works less than a full shift does not need to be included in calculating the worker's regular rate of pay when considering any overtime for that week. Super important. At the same time, the extra hour of pay may not be credited towards any overtime pay that may be due as well. Okay. Last up, kind of a bummer, but there was a fatal shooting of five Henry Pratt workers, which included their HR manager and an HR intern in Aurora, Illinois. It's a sad reminder that it may be time for employers to review their workplace violence prevention programs. Relevant resources like expert guidance, checklists, policies, and tips are available on Poplar's Live HR Help platform. Our thoughts go out to all of those affected. That's it for today, ladies and gentlemen. Just a quick, broad HR update. If you have any questions about this, drop us a line on Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter, Instagram. I would love to feature you in the upcoming Q&As. We've got about three coming up. We have more interviews scheduled, and we look forward to having some more awesome guests on. If you haven't heard the interviews with uh, Ronit Enos that came up last week, so good. She did an amazing job. Check her out. Uh, Great story. Thank you so much for tuning in. Go out there. Have a great day. My name is Rami Alijil. And it's time for you to go get your work done.